This episode of the Half Price Concessions podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Performance Center Racing Warehouse. Located in Statesville, North Carolina, Performance Center Racing Warehouse provides racers with just about everything you need to go asphalt late model racing, including being the home of the PRW chassis. From a full-blown fabrication shop to services that can help you get your race car reclipped if you've been in the wall one too many times or you just need to get your racing program straightened out. Give Roger Johnson and the folks at Performance Center Racing Warehouse the chance to earn your racing business by calling them today at 704-838-1400 and visit them online at performancecenter.com. That's P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Half Price Concessions podcast, featuring a conversation with Barry Beggarly, the Southern gentleman of late model racing. First and foremost, thank you to everybody and anybody who has listened to any of our previous episodes, or if this is the first episode of the podcast you're listening to, I really appreciate you being here. It means a lot to me. Every time I look and I see another person has viewed or listened to one of our episodes, it means the world to me that anybody would even give me the time or day to listen to something that I produced. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening to any of the episodes, or if this is the first one, welcome to the podcast. Barry Beggarly is a driver that when you invoke his name at a late model track in the state of North Carolina, in the state of Virginia, you will draw a certain kind of reaction, especially from the older fans who were around during the heyday of late model stock car racing. Barry Beggarly has four track championships at Ace Speedway, four at Orange County, one at South Boston. He's a champion at Franklin County Speedway, but he has more than that. He's the only driver in history to win a NASCAR national title and an ASA national title. He's been a winner at Martinsville Speedway. He's been a winner at North Wilkesboro in a late model. His career in late model racing will be... I don't know if anyone will ever be able to have the kind of greatness that he has had and a humble man to speak of it as well. I sincerely enjoyed our conversation and was really appreciative that Barry even gave me the opportunity to come over to his shop and to sit down with him just to have a few words. And I tell you what, it was amazing just to walk in the shop and see all the trophies and know that I was in the presence of somebody who was the best of the best. Some people can argue other drivers have been better. They can try their best. But from an old late model stock car racing fan's heart like mine, Barry Beggarly will also will always hold a very special place. And I really am glad y'all going to get to hear this conversation because I had a ton of fun listening to it, sitting in the chair right next to the man himself. Episode 11. Barry Beggarly, the Southern Gentleman of Late Model Racing, is coming your way in just a few moments here on the Half Price Concessions Podcast. Got Barry Beggarly with us on the Half Price Concessions Podcast. Barry, first and foremost, uh, just thank you for letting me come up here, man. I know you got you got plenty of other stuff you could be doing rather than sitting around talking to me, but I really appreciate you carving out some time on a pretty darn cold this morning. We come up here like 38 degrees. We're in here in 
sweaters where last week we could have wore shorts. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty nippy this morning. I think my phone had 31 this morning here. So. Not to say. But uh, yeah, you're welcome anytime. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Now, just coming in the shop where we're doing this, and I look up and I see you know, all the trophies and the trophies that didn't fit on the shelves just from your time. I mean, it's it's. Uh, do, do you ever kind of sit back and, and look at them and go, you know, man, we really done something? Or are you just so used to looking at them, you're just like, oh man, they're just dust collecting? <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly just dust collecting right now. <laughs> uh, you, you gaze up every now and then at them and uh, see, well, you know, you've had some pretty good luck over the years, but, you know, racing is a whole lot like, you know, uh, as much luck as it is anything, but but you got to be lucky, but you, but you got to be there at the finish. So I feel pretty fortunate to, to have that many up on the wall. Do you know what's what's the oldest one that's up there? Do you, do you the know? oldest one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's probably uh, 69, something like that. Yeah. 68 or 69. Golly. For a I've while. been around a while. That's, that's amazing. You were getting the trophies in '69. You're only forty-something years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good math, isn't it? Pretty miraculous. <laughs> but um, what you been up to lately? I know I, I hear a lot of people when I go to certain races. They, you know, ask what you're up to and stuff. What What have you been up to? Well, really, not. Not I hadn't been racing as much myself. Uh, my son's been racing a little bit. I just kind of been helping him a little bit. He's been running up at Orange County. Way he works, he's like uh, works every other weekend. So it just so happened he was able to uh, to go to all the Orange County races this year. So uh, that and got a new venture, doing a little bit of logging. My brother and I, so uh, twin twos, about all the time I had to do this year. That logging. I remember you told me on the phone about that logging business. Said it sounds, it feels more like mechanic work than yeah. logging work. <laughs> I, I believe it's more mechanic than it is logging. It looks like every day something or other you run into something or other, a hose or seal or some, something or other always going on. But yeah, I, it, it's not bad work, you know, as long as you don't have to get out and get that chainsaw going. But there you <laughs> go. if you can stay in the machines, you're doing good. Yeah, there's so much to kind of get to with you and I'm honestly very curious a lot about a lot of things just because by the time I was old enough to really remember what was going on at A Speedway was was 93 when you were winning your national championship but for me and everyone who's heard about you but doesn't know a lot of the story when when did you even get an interest in racing did you get took to a race as a kid or did a family member get you into it? How did, how did you even get an interest in racing from the start? Well, back back when I was a teenager, my brother, he had a race car that uh, he had a little service station up here on West Main Street. And uh, uh, I, I'd work at the service station and uh, I'd kind of work the service station the night when they was gone to the racetrack stuff. And, Were they racing at Danville? Uh, they was racing at South Boston and then at... Uh, to run some at 311 and then Ace Speedway when it was dirt. And uh, anyway, I, I got to thinking, I said, look, I need to get me a race car so I don't have to stay here and work every Saturday. <laughs> okay, that was your ticket off work. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine, I, uh, he's passed now, but uh, he, uh, me and him worked at J.C. Penney down there. So uh, anyway, we decided to buy us a car. Uh, we ended up getting over I believe it was a 36 Plymouth Coupe or something like that. And we uh, we got into that and was running some over at Ace, but 
we couldn't ever keep a motor together. No slant six is the only thing we were running back in that division, running the hobby division. Yeah. And uh, at the time, uh, like I say, we, we, I think we cleaned the junkyards out of slant sixes because we was blowing one up every week. Golly. <laughs> Were you, were you even getting halfway through the race before it blew, or was it blowing pretty early? Uh, blowing pretty early. Sometimes we finished a few races, but not that many. But uh, anyway, we run across this uh, uh, 36 Chevrolet coupe. Okay. And uh, we decided to go ahead and fix that. And my brother, he, he was uh, he was pretty good with the engines at the time. And uh, he said, well, I'll fix you a motor for that Chevrolet. Guaranteed it's 30 gallons. So uh, anyway, we got, we got the Chevrolet. Got it uh, fixed up and, and got over to A Speedway with it, and uh, the guys wanted to protest us because so oh, you can't run a Chevrolet motor in the plumbers. There you go. And uh, anyway, it just so happened Red Justice come by. Oh, there's a the name I'm, right there. Yeah, I know you know the Justices. <laughs> but anyway, I said, hey, Red, come here a minute. Uh, I said, uh, we just finished this car up, and these guys think it's the same car we had the Plymouth motor in. He looked at it, and he said, no, that's a Chevrolet, man. <laughs> after that, it was okay. Everything was good. After Red told him it was a Chevrolet coupe, but but anyway, uh, yeah, we started out like that, and uh, uh, Alvin drove it for a while, and anyway, I decided uh, it's time for me to drive a little bit. So we moved up to the late model dirt, and uh, he drove it a while, and I drove it a while, and then uh, anyway, we ended up. I went to the racetrack with a friend of mine, Bobby Fleming, and uh, he was running some uh, sportsman series back then. He was running with, you know, Jack Ingram and all those guys. But anyway, I went to South Boston to help him that night because we weren't running. And a friend of mine was had a limited car there, and uh, he he come over and got me. He was ringing wet. He'd been out there trying to practice. I think the guy had been driving. He got bee stung or something, and he, could, he got allergic reaction, so he couldn't drive. So Ronnie said, hey, man, I need you to drive his car. I said, man, I ain't got no uniform or nothing with me. He said, here, you can get this one. <laughs> I said, good guy. <laughs> Did it even fit, or was it way too baggy? Uh, no, it was, uh, I was pretty skinned at the time. I had no problem getting in. I had to go in the, in the lounge and ring it out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> get the water out of it. I ain't kidding. But anyway, we, uh, I, I got it on there and went out there, and I think that back then in South Boston, they kind of drawed for where you started. And uh, we uh, drawed the pole, of course. Had nice. never Had never sat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Were you nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit nervous. And I knew the old tires on the car weren't no good because uh, Bobby had gave the tires to run. And they'd come out from that back of the shop, been sitting back there for three or four years. So. Collected a little age. Yeah, so they didn't turn all blue and stuff, so I, I didn't have no idea what wow. it was going to do. But anyway, I started on the pole there, and I kind of just kind of fell on back to about third or fourth there, just trying to fill it out there. And, and uh, well, after a few laps, I said, well, I don't think it don't feel too bad. You know, dirt tracking, I've been used to that anyway, so the old hard tires really, yeah. you know, I was just kind of dirt tracking along. But, I think I made it back up to second, and uh, and uh, that's where that's where we wound up in the heat race. And I, I think the race, uh, I think we actually wound up second or third. I can't remember, but it it was pretty good. The best car I'd ever run down there because the guy up in the stands, his name was Bobby Knuckles. He had a Honda shop yeah. in Danville, had a little Honda dealership, 
and he sent word down. So I don't know who's driving that thing, but if it drives next week, I'll put some tires on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, uh, so we had a got a little bit of tire help there on the thing, and we was um, we was I think uh, I think we'd won two or three, and uh, the boy that owned the car, he'd been in Vietnam, and uh, he, he worked at Goodyear. But uh, he he had a uh, some kind of attack or something though. Anyway, yeah. You know he he kind of got messed up. Anyway, to put him in the hospital there, so we end up would would collect it all. Right, many little odd and sponsors. So I mean, uh, I said, shoot, we just can't leave him hanging. We didn't we didn't get their money. Well, I didn't get it, but the guy that owned the yeah. car got it. But did you did he at least give you money to go no, get a hot dog or something? No, he didn't give us no money. I, mean, <laughs> I guess you know in racing you spend as fast as you can get it. I mean it ain't no. Yeah. Ain't no up in that, but anyway, so I had a dirt car I'd been running. Uh, uh, I switched it over to asphalt to run front of the county. So anyway, we went on and I redone that and got it ready to uh, to go to South Boston and finish out the season of that. And uh, uh, so we uh, we I don't know, but one in it won't be a few more races left. But anyway, we started running front of the county the next year. And that's the year I won, like, uh, 19 or 20 up in Franklin County to win this drive in Virginia. I heard so much. When I when I did two races at Franklin County, I heard so many of the the kind of older fans that were there talked about you running there, and I never knew you'd run there. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, that was the year before they come out with the uh, late-mile stock division. You know, like, yeah. they'd done away uh, with the sportsmen. They do over. They moved them up and then just put the late-mile stock into place for the weekly shows yeah. I guess that was uh I don't know was it, what 78 or 88 or something something like whatever, that whatever it was but anyway we uh we started running the late mile stock and uh we ran a year or two and had a guy that uh come up to uh buy a car well I was kind of building a few cars to kind of help pay the racing away we, we built some and uh he wanted to know about what if I'd start driving for them. So that's what I done. I ended up driving for them for, I guess, from whatever it was. I think it was the first or second year in the late model stock I started driving for them. We was, we was kind of competing against each other at Orange County and South Boston. And the guy said, how about just driving for us? Okay. So, so I did. And uh, anyway, uh, that's... Uh, when uh, William and Johnson and myself and uh, got together there, and he kind of helped us get some sponsorship. He he helped us get that Woodall Chevrolet deal. He was I was I was gonna ask about that because the what so many people remember you as is black '82, mustache with swooped over hair, and that Woodall Chevrolet on on the on the quarter panel. Yeah. So uh, we ended up getting a, a tire sponsor out of him and. Uh, we uh, we was running. Uh, I mean, we we win every other week or so, whatever. We, but uh, anyway, uh, I told William. I said, look, I said if we had a motor like uh, Jay Fogman had in his car, I said I think we'd win every race down here. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looked and laughed. I said, yeah. I said, but uh, I would have several different engine builders. You know, uh, Ronnie Barnett and couple of the guys down Durham was fixing the motor but we, we didn't have what Jay Jay had there. He he let off at that 
flag will stand still run up quicker than that. We'd run all the way in the corner. I said, oh. He had the power plant. He, he had the motor. But anyway, so at the end of that year, we ended up, I got David Upchurch. That's who was building his motors to put a cam in one of my motors that I have here. And he, he put a cam in it. And it run a little bit better, but it ain't, still didn't run like what they had on, you know, whatever, regardless what it was. But anyway, the next year, we got with him there. We got on a uh, percentage deal. He said, I'll furnish motors for percentage. Okay. So this was about 91 or 2. So anyway, I, I, I think it might have been 93 the first year we had full motor. But that was a good year to have it. <laughs> 93, now, we was, we was on the money. We might have had it at the end of, end of 80, 92, but in 93 there, the first race we won was at Volusia. All yeah. the way down, you went all the way down to Florida. Florida. How, had, how long was that trip? Well, it was about nine hours, but Whew. but it was uh, the speed weeks. You know, they had the uh, the Daytona race and uh, they had speed weeks, and the Winston put on a race down there at Volusia County for the late model cars. Mm. It was like ten to win. Oh, yes, that's, that's pretty good nowadays. Much <laughs> yeah. less than ninety-three. Because we should have won it a couple times, but uh, I believe we did have Davis motor in ninety-two at the end of that. Uh, that year because I should have won it and I had a fuel pickup line come off, lead the race. Oh, and it terrible come off. Timing. Yeah. But in 93 we went down there, we sat on the pole and I think we led every lap. And that's when old Larry Phillips was down there. He come down that year. Yeah. You remember the dirt car, Larry Phillips, that yeah. won about six national championships yeah, I out of that. Missouri. But anyway, he was, we, we had a, a, a I think it was about two lap shootout, and I seen I seen him laying on back. He was running the sack, and I was leading. I seen him running on back. I said, "This guy's gonna try to run on me." Yeah, yeah. You you, you weren't ignoring him. He was <laughs> I, right where I, you I were thinking. I knew he was falling on back, so he was just gonna get a run on me. By the time I gassed up, he was gonna be gone. Yeah. All right, but but see, they didn't really have no start position line over there. Oh, you know, so it's kind of up to yeah, it's up to the leader. Vague. The leader is the one to start the race, so. You know, normally I started kind of in the middle of the corner or whatever, but anyway, I jumped on the gas going in the corner and left him. <laughs> he came over and said, well, I got sniggered on that one. <laughs> hey, you did what you had to do. But that was a, a $10,000 race. But anyway, I think in 93, we, we ran 57 races that year. And you still had to go find Dennis Setzer yeah, in well, the last race to win yeah, the championship. We had to, we had to go. Because, see, at the time, they only counted you uh your best uh, 20 finishes out of uh, best 40 finishes for the, for okay. the whole season. So, that, so that, that didn't matter, you know, whatever track it was as long as NASCAR track. They, but see, uh, <clears throat> I think I think I had like 27 wins in that 40 that counted. So I was still winning after my race was over with. Yeah. But uh, see, I had to go to Franklin County, uh, not Franklin County, but uh, uh, Tri-County tri tri -County. and Hickory to keep Dennis from winning because he had 27 wins. Yeah. So it was tied up. So <clears throat> my wins didn't count, but I had to keep him winning so he could still have, he still had some win counts. Did, did you go up there thinking you had to block him or just finish in front of him? Well, I had to finish in front of him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was a deal where uh, as long as he didn't win. You but good. anyway, I, I, I went to Tri-County and I, I think Dennis was on the pole and I was on the outside pole. This is the first night was up there. We had about two weekends we had to run up there that uh, counted for this still the national title still going on. But anyway, 
I got up there and <clears throat> anyway they had two lines on the track up there and uh, <clears throat> uh, the first line I gassed up yeah. and I realized the dentist didn't go so I backed up before we ever got to the second line or start finish line and by the time we got to start finish line I was actually running third hmm. but they black flagged me for jumping to start uh, <laughs> so, <come> uh, <clears throat> so they put me in the rear so I said well shoot I ain't gonna let my stuff up now yeah I mean, a 35 lap race, I think, was running out like 20 or 35. Yeah, there wasn't enough time so to get back there. There wasn't enough time to get back to the front. They had some good cars up there. So, anyway, the fans uh, fans was booing the flagman, whoever who called it. I, I forget who called it. I believe it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, it was doing a promoting up there. He was the one who made the call. But see, in the rule book, it said they give you two chances. Oh, so they should have gave you a warning. Yeah, well, they should have warned me and told me not to do it, but they didn't. No, they just went ahead and put you back. Yeah, they just they, they wanted Dennis to win it. Of course, that was his home tracks up there, uh, yeah. Tri County. Hickory. You were the outsider coming in, getting in his way. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the second race, I think I did win it. But uh, anyway, the fans didn't like it because I didn't run on kind of that deal there where they they poured on me. And the guy at Hickory called me that morning and says, "Look, you come on up here and run. We ain't gonna do you like that." Okay. So I said, well, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't expect no partiality, but I want to be treated like, uh, <laughs> you know, like everybody, everybody else. else, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't want you to do something for me that you didn't do for them. But, you know, if you get two chances or whatever, I mean, you're supposed to get two chances. So anyway, we went on over the Hickory the next night. And uh, I, I think, uh, I think we won one over there and Dennis, Dennis uh, finished second or third. Then it come down, I think, the uh, final weekend over. Uh, I had to ma I had to make him finish worse than second. Okay. It come down if he finished second, then he would win it. Golly, that's it, tight. It was pretty close. That's so, so close. <laughs> so uh, I qualified on a pole, and uh, Andy Houston's boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think Forget of Marty, Marty, or Marty like Houston that. or something. Anyway, he was on he was on the outside pole. So uh, I knew I had to make Dennis finish work. Dennis actually qualified about fifth or something like that. But but those guys up there, they was, I guess they was kind of hoping Dennis win. But uh, as soon as they dropped the flag, they just moved over and he was right on my bumper. But I, I had to let uh, I had to let Houston get in front of me. So I just, when we got gassed up there, I just lifted a little early. Well, well actually what they done the first time is I, I let him go. You know, when we started up, uh, they said he jumped. So I thought it was going to put him in the rear. Yeah, like they did you and <laughs> yeah, Trico. But it didn't. Oh. But they get another start. So the next time we, we got on down there and, you know, run on in the corner, and I just let him go on. And I, uh, by that time, Dennis almost then caught up with him, and he was right on my bumper there, but I knew I couldn't let him pass me. Anyway, uh, I, I let I let Houston get on that front a little bit, then I'd get on back away from Dennis. And uh, Dennis, when I get on him, I had to back up and let to Dennis caught me. Yeah. But it was a kind of nip and tuck. It was a hard race. I, I think Dennis had me sideways a couple times going down by the flag stand. I was so crossed up, I didn't have to turn. I just gassed up when I got to the corner. See, that, that's hard for me to think because every, every time I've watched you, you've been the model of car control. So yeah. when you tell me you're a little out of control, I was like, man, that must have been no, a good shot. <laughs> I wasn't out of control. He had me pushing. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he had me pushing. I, I was like, yeah, I went down a straightaway. When oh, I got to the corner, I just gassed that one up. Yeah, a handful, man. Yeah, so it, it got down pretty hard there, but I ended up winning it. 
So, did, uh, did you give him a number one symbol to let him know no, I, how much he appreciated I, that? I, well, <laughs> it wasn't, that wasn't the only time. It was a couple times like that. But, <coughs> but anyway, we got down to the, got down about two or three laps ago, and a car in front of him was slowing down. Like uh, he was slowing down. He wanted me to get to the outside of him. Yeah. And I said, no, this, this ain't right. I said, if I get to the outside, Dennis is going to pass me. Yeah. This guy's just gonna run me right up the track. <laughs> anyway, we got down there and I couldn't I couldn't go to the outside, so I, I just I just shot right down on the inside of him, run about halfway on the grass and whatever and passed him. Yeah. And uh ended up, ended up winning and the guy come over and said, Well, I was gonna let you go on the outside. I said, oh, I know you I know. was. <laughs> you know what I, I'm hearing so much in this. Yeah. Like we're, we you talk about these races and all these different things that go through your head. It's hard for me to think about you doing all this thinking when you driving as fast as you are, and there's so many other people out there on the track. Like, are, are you? Is your mind honestly processing that fast at the moment, or is this just the well, the you, reflection? Well, back? you know, you can see what's coming on. I mean, you you driving, but you're still aware of what's going on. You know, you gotta. Yeah. You know, but I I, I knew what that guy when I seen him kind of slowing down and kind of staying to the inside, and uh, I said, you know, if I go to the outside, Dennis is going. He's going to blow you by. He, he, this guy's going to drive right up the track, and he's going to go right on by both of us. Wow. So anyway, I said, I ain't going to do that. So I, I just kind of made a hole down on the bottom. This was about the last lap. So Yeah. So uh, anyway, but it turned out for the best. I mean, Dennis, he, he come out good. I think he ended up landing that truck ride that year. He was. He didn't do too bad. <laughs> no, he, he come out all right. And, uh, I mean, I, I respect Dennis, and I ran with him a little bit at Caraway few years back before that you know when we went caraway something he had that orange box special he was pretty yeah. tough up there but but uh yeah dennis uh hey, i respect him and i think he did me too but he could have put me out probably at the night but sound like he tried a couple well, times well i mean he tried to get me out, <laughs> out of the way he tried to get you out of the way he, he probably could have wrecked got it done but i think with some people at the stands kind of looking maybe already scouting him out a little bit you know so yeah. I think he knew that, so he didn't want to be too aggressive, too dirty, I guess. But I think 93 is what so many people know you from just because of all you accomplished. You won the ace title. I think you won the mid-Atlantic, and, of course, you get the national. Was that was that kind of your high point in your mind? Well, your it probably year? was. <clears throat> like I say, we started out well, <clears throat> excuse me, running at Volusia County. We won that, and then we come back and started winning. We, we looked like winning about everywhere we went. And uh, I think Wilkesboro was running back then. They had a race at Wilkesboro on the Saturday. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. When I when I look you up on the internet, it says you won a race in North Wilkesboro. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, we uh, we we qualified on the pole and won the race. And uh, anyway, they end up taking the motor down a little bit or something. Other. This is when David uh, Upchurch, uh, he was kind of ahead of his time as far as motors back then. I have to say, David, David was a big reason. Him and uh, Charlie Hemphill was kind of working together. You know, uh, David, he was a late late eagle, and Charlie was an early eagle. Charlie yeah. would be there in the morning, David show up about supper time. moonlight, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Charlie, he, he kept going there, but kept him straight there. But they were they were super guys, super good guys. But as far as on engines, they knew the stuff. But anyway, we got to Wilsboro and ended up winning it. You know, we got to take the little tool on the upstairs elevator and all to Wilkesboro so it was pretty cool so anyway we had a race at Orange County that night oh so you had to load up and go so uh, as soon as we got the intake off they looked at it and we loaded up and hauled freight back to uh 
Orange County and got there just in time to qualify. Oh, geez, no practice. No just practice. Get in there and go. Just get in there and qualify and end up qualifying on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> so nonchalant. We showed up late. We still qualified on a pole after winning at North Booksboro. Yeah, so uh, anyway, anyway, we ended up winning that, so we won two in one day. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that was just the kind of year we had. Like I say, we won 27 races that counted for the reason, but we, we ran 50. 57 races that year, and I think we won about 45. That's a heck of a winning percentage. Man. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we, we really had a super year. I, I mean, you couldn't have nothing to know any better, so. That, that kind of burned us out. I mean, you know, I was so many races that year, so we kind of, after that, we kind of took it easy for a year yeah. or two, just run run one. <laughs> yeah. Close by or whatever, but. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a toll, because you, you know, you're a family man, you got, you know, wife, you got kids and stuff, so I'm sure it's yeah. I'm sure it is. It's quite a toll, but you yeah. were but you were running so good it was hard to put it down. Yeah, well, uh, that year that was the last year we had David doing the engines for us. Uh, after that deal, he he got a deal down at uh, down Bill Ellis's down there. They had that they started up their own engine shop and all down there. So yeah, he went down there and started to work. So uh, anyway, we got uh, Charlie Long to do some motors for us. That's a that's a name. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> He was uh, he was right up there with David. I mean, not far as the two. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't say one's any better than the other. But I mean, uh, Charlie gave us some good motors too. Because after that, I think we won like two Marshalls in one year up there. Yeah, back when they were on the spring and the fall yeah, race. Yeah, one uh, one boat. Well, they, they cut it down to two, I think. Um, oh, it used to be they, more. Yeah, well, I think they had three. They had like one in the spring and one. Something other than kind of halfway, halfway than one in the fall, but I, I think we won in one in the middle in the fall, and then we went to uh, Motor Mile. You know, uh, Motor Mile was where uh, Sheila Chevrolet. He kind of he kind of promoted the track at Motor Mile, and Woodall was kind of like still on the car. So, you know, they had was a little was that a point of conflict? Yeah, yeah they had a little. Uh, uh, contest amongst them, you know. Oh, your man ain't gonna do junk up here, you know. Who was his man? Uh, or did he have one? He was just supporting. Uh, the track? Well, I think uh, back then, I think the uh, uh, say it was a Berglund Chevrolet car, and then uh, Johnny Rumlin in was running up there. I think Johnny had Johnny had one of them. One of them had had the sponsorship. I can't remember exactly who. Okay. But anyway, uh, what I said, you got to go up there. So they had a big race up there, kind of the end of the year. Went up there. I ain't never been up there before. It's a pretty big track. Yeah, it's a pretty big track. <clears throat> and uh, we, uh, I think, wound up qualifying, you know, probably seventh, eighth, whatever. We was just kind of <clears throat> feeling out there and come in halfway to have a break there. And uh, my son, he made a few little changes on the car there. I don't know the stagger or whatever, but. Anyway, when we went back, went back to green, that, that thing was a bullet. There you go. And we went straight on up to the front hey. and stayed there and won that one. And uh, it was, a, I think it was an eight or $10,000 race. Yeah. So uh, anyway, then I think we had one more at, at, at South Boston that really paid big. It was like a $15,000 race and a $5,000 bonus for halfway. And that was back when it seemed like every track had that big, yeah. either ten grand to win. <laughs> they, they paid big money. You know, I mean, back then, we run 200 laps every week or so. You know, it was like you know, $2,000 <laughs> to win every week. And now yeah. then it got down to 50 laps and 100 laps paying you know, uh, 
nothing really. They were paying yeah. less than it did back then. It's pretty wild. But uh, Charlie was doing motor, and we went South Boston, and man, we we had a we had a really good car. I mean, we we led uh, led the halfway mark, and uh, they inverted the start, and I think I inverted about four, five, six places back. And back then, Wayne and them was running good at Patterson, and a bunch of those guys, uh, Blankenship and all. But anyway. Uh, I guess it was about five laps into the second run there. I remember Wayne saying, he said, man, I, I heard you inside on me about, I said, he, you gassed up when I was, hadn't he got off? Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, man, we, had, we got it down. We, we was uh, leading by, I just then got to where I was kind of like watching the mirror ride. And all of a sudden, I think, blew up. Oh, <laughs> blow that. Heartbreaker. Yeah, it was about 20. Twenty-some thousand dollars to win that race, and the, the camshaft broke in the car. There went twenty grand to the motor. Charlie Long, man, he was he was devastated. He said, "And uh, anyway, my son, he was at Marshall up there of the week when they had it last Marshall race up there, and he run into Charlie up there, and they was sitting on the wall talking. Charlie said, you know, I remember your dad when we had a big race one up there, and the thing.'" blew up. He still was thinking about that. <laughs> he said, man, he said, your dad said, well, you win a few and lose a few. That is true. <laughs> he, he said, I, he said, he was just, he, he was just so understanding. And I said, hey, man, I mean, you know, stuff happens. You can't, yeah. you got to take the good with the bad. But, but anyway, they was kind of reminiscing a little bit about it, but he, he, he remembers that pretty still much. Still pretty yeah, fresh That was memory. a big race because he was getting a percentage too. Yeah, so, so he, his percentage got hurt. Yeah, his percentage got hurt as well as ours, but, uh, uh, one one thing I wanted to ask you about. So, I thought I knew a lot about you, but I clearly didn't because I'm not old enough. But uh, when I put your name in the Google, this website called Racing Reference pops up with you know people's finishes and stuff, and it showed me that you ran a few. I guess the series what would turn into the Bush Series and Xfinity Series. Now it said that you made a few starts at Martinsville and I think another track. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit about that. Because I, I honestly did not know you had even made any starts in that. I thought you were just always late model guy. Yeah, well, you know, we we was running, like I say, at Franklin County. We, that year we won, uh, I think, you know, 18 or 19 races up there that year. Anyway, uh, we had a sponsorship. It was, uh, it was a printing shop up there in uh, Rocky Mount. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they approached us about maybe trying to run the Marvel race. But uh, I said, well, I, I don't really have a motor to go up there. We, you got to have a lot more motor for you, that. You got to have this. a lot of motor, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Ruella was the name, I think. But uh, anyway, she said, well, I'll, I'll help you out a little bit on the motor. So well, anyway, we went down to uh, Charlotte. They had an auction that at Homer Moody had a sale down there. They was kind of selling out. And they had a, uh, had a Chevrolet 355 built by them or whatever. And uh, I think uh, Pete Pistone was down there and Richard Childress and them was down there. And I said, I really need that block. And uh, anyway, I started bidding on it there and I looked up and Richard was bidding on it. And like, he, it sounds he, like a who's who in there with the paddles yeah, up for stuff. Yeah, but uh, uh, Richard seen me bidding on it, so he come over and said, I ain't going to bid on it no more. He said, I was just bidding on it so Pistone couldn't get it. He didn't stole that thing. <laughs> Purely out of spite. <laughs> yeah, but he said if you need a good set of heads, he said I got some heads that fit right on that motor, it'd be good. 
Wow. Aluminum heads. So uh, I said, yeah, man, I'm going to need some heads. So uh, I went by there, and uh, he sold them to me right, I think. Yeah, I think he sold them to about $800 for the set. I mean, back then, that was a steal. Yeah. But uh, he, he really he really done me a favor there. Anyway, I put them things on there and went up there at Marsville, and uh, we made the show. I think we qualified, and maybe, I don't know, I, I can't remember was in the top 20. They, they was doing the top 20 deal. It seemed like to me we did make top 20. And I was running about 10th, I think, in the thing burnt a piston. Uh. You know, back then, we didn't have no excess to dyno. We didn't know if the carburetor was lean or whatever. So that's what happened. It just I just run it lean. But That's one thing I noticed. All the, all the finishes were, you know, I have such a high expectation of you just because yeah. of all the successes. It seemed like just nothing yeah. ever seemed to work when yeah, you got to run those races. Yeah, and... Uh, we ran a couple of those, and uh, we might have started one at South Boston, maybe. I think I I'm not sure, but yeah. anyway, we was we was there. Actually, it was a, it was still a limited car. We we just run it in the late model, but yeah. we come come to uh, South Boston. We was we was kind of running for the track points there, and uh, anyway, Tommy Houston, <clears throat> he um, he messed his car up something other during practice or something other something happened to it or something other. He come over and. He was asking the NASCAR guys who anybody's car down here would be legal running uh, uh, a, late mile. Get some points. <clears throat> yeah, so he get, he was running for the national points too back then, and he said, "Well, that '82 over he ran Mars the other week." <laughs> 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 but anyway, <clears throat> he come over and talked to him. He said, "Man, how about uh, what's the chances of starting your car for the points?" And I said, "Well, uh, I didn't have no problem with it, but." But, uh, you know, it was a couple guys that helped me. I said, you know, I, I hate to, you know, let them put in all the work and not get to run. But I, I talked it over with them. And one, I was a little hesitant. The other said, well, whatever. So anyway, I let him start the car there. And uh, he uh, he was running pretty good there. And uh, I knew the car should have been running a little bit faster than what it was running. But I... I went over to the crew guy. I said, man, see, see, get that thing wide open. I said, that thing does have a hard four-barrel. I said, you yeah. got to really mash it to get the four-barrel in there. <laughs> he went on radio and told us, hey, man, you got to mash that thing to make the four-barrel work. He said, all right. <laughs> yeah. Don't be, throw caution to the wind, man. Yeah, Put the so, hammer down. Yeah, so he, he finally got the hang of it. He, he, he got on up there pretty good there. And anyway, about halfway, he, he come on in. So we come on, get in there and run it, finish it out. He said, I, you know, I done, done all I could. So I got in and finished out. I think we was actually running about sixth or seventh there at the end. It was a long race. Yeah. And the daggone spindle broke. The, uh, the uh, arm on the spindle, had, back then they had two bolts in the uh, spindle. And anyway, the, one of the bolts broke in the spindle. You felt it pretty quick. Well, yeah, I, you know, it was just, you know, just plowing in, you know, like the toe in, open way up and stuff, you know. So, one of the one of the things I remember, and we'll talk about your comeback in a second, is, you know, you you going up through these fields, you're able to pass cars and stuff, but you also were pretty tough to pass. I remember one race at Ace, uh, Jeb Burton. Young Jeb Burton got on your inside, and he could not pass you. And he was so Brad Allen told me he said, "Man, he was so frustrated. He's like I got to his inside, I still couldn't do nothing with it. I mean, you were did how? It probably took you a while to kind of uh, learn how to just be that good with your race car. Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't 
you know, I, I'm not out there to block nobody. If somebody's got a fast car, I mean, you know, uh, it's either you, uh, if you can't stay in front of them, either you're going to give them room, either get knocked out. Yeah. But I, I didn't cut him off. I run my line, let yeah. him run his. Yeah. You know, I, I knew he was there, so I just run higher. Yeah. But uh, he just couldn't still get by me. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were not gonna just pull over for no, him. I didn't just. I won't want to pull over, let him go. I said, you know, I, I, I moved up a line where he had room and I had room. <clears throat> it's about like an Orange County. See, Orange County is is about running the three cars run, but you got a high line, low line, or whatever. But so I, I stay in one line, let him run one line. Yeah. But uh, but at the time we was pretty good over there at Ace. I mean, we had a pretty good call over there. And like I say, I just moved up. In fact, you know. It ain't too many people over there that can, uh, took the lead on the outside. Nah, it's, I think Jerry Scott's about the only one I've seen do it, and he's in a modified. Yeah, but I mean, I've I done that several times over there back when we was running 2010-11. You know, start on the outside and pass the, the, the guy and get in the lead. Take me back to 2010. By this point, you had... By your own admission, y'all, you'd slowed down a bit. You weren't racing as much, near as much as you were. Oh, what, what even? What even? Yeah, I was about to say what. Uh, <laughs> what even got you back going again to even have the thought to come over there and race a late model again? Well, um, we got some guys around here. Uh, John Moore, he's from around here, Pelham, whatever, and he was coming over some, and uh, I, I was still selling a few parts or whatever. But anyway. He said, well, why don't you come on down and help us a little bit or something, see if you can help us out and get going. So I went down with him, raced to there, and uh, tried to help him out a little bit. And uh, some reason or another, they blew up or something or wrecked the car or something. They, didn't, they weren't going to go to the next race or so. So he said, well, I had a car sitting here. It had old crate mode in it about halfway run. He said, well, why don't you just go on down and run out? We'll help you. All right. So anyway... I went down there, this is like 2010, went down there and uh, got out there and tried to run a little bit and I, I think the first race back there, I, <clears throat> I think I about got lapped. I said, oh, this yeah. ain't good. I, I remember seeing you get the move over flag and that was such yeah. a, that, yeah. that looked like a cat taking a bath. It just yeah, did not I look said, natural. You know, it, just, it just didn't feel too good, you know. So, you know, I, I've been racing a while, but it's been a long time since I got lapped, you know. But, yeah. So anyway. Uh, I think we uh, we had another motor here that uh, it was a built motor we put back in that thing. I didn't think the motor even run. You know, it just it, it never did seem like it run nowhere else. But I guess we never did put enough gear in to make it run. Yeah. <clears throat> we got we got up there and put some gear in that thing, and that thing really took off. I think uh, we ran a couple races with it and got it dialed in. I think we ended up winning the last three races over that year in 2010. And, uh, we was, pretty we popular pretty, wins pretty, too. Pretty good, yeah. You know, it was pretty good, pretty good win uh, to win three in a row there after <laughs> get lapped a few weeks earlier. <laughs> did you did you have to kind of? I know I know one of those races. I don't know if it was 100, 125 laps or something. And I think it I think it was either 2010 or 2011. And you got out of the car, and I could just tell you were that was the most wore out I ever seen you. You looked about as white as a sheet. Did it? Did it take you a while to kind of get used to the to the G-force and the physicalness that comes with running a late model race? Well, it's just the heat. Oh, the heat. You was, know, the okay. heat, I think that was probably about September when it's so hot. I remember going to track them days, you know, I was looking on the temperature on the 
uh, truck was like 102, 103. I said, good God, what are we doing? <laughs> we're going we're to stay skinny this week. We're going to yeah. sweat. And uh, we get over there and have to run that long race. And the Ace, is, it's, a, it's a physical little demanding track. I mean, you got to stay on top of it at wheel because you're going down a front straightaway. If you don't watch, that wall kicks out. you got to stay off the wall, you know, several several things. And you got to, it's like a start and stop. And it's like a little marzle, but it's a little more intense. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, it, I was I was pretty wore out there. Like I say, it that uh, that heat and all kind of kind of drained you. Yeah, I'm about to say I know I'd, I could I couldn't have done it. I'd have, I'd have probably pulled in after ten. Uh, you know, you got to run so many tracks. What was what was the track that challenged you the most? Like as far as a driver, like what was what was the one that you had to work the hardest to to figure out the line and get good at? Was there was there one in particular, or maybe just a couple that just really tested you and the, the skill that you had behind the wheel? Uh, well, you know, really, uh, you know, back then when we was running, you know, once you get your car set up, you you kind of go anywhere and run. You know, really, I mean, we just like the night we ran at uh, uh, Willsboro. And come to Orange County, we didn't change a thing. Same setup. Uh, other than the gear, you know, we changed the gear. That was it. I mean, we ran Florida. We'd go to Florida, run one, come back here to Orange County, change the gear. I mean, we won. I mean, it was just the only thing was changing the gear. But I, I really think the hardest track I ever really ran was Ace. It's the hardest place to get around. The old, the old days, or the, or the ninety nine on the uh, ninety nine on. Okay. The the, the little the little bull ring now we was pretty good at. You know yeah. we we get around that pretty good too. But but it, it took a little while to get used to the the new Ace track when they redone it. And uh. Yeah, because all your previous track titles had come on the old one. Right. And then they they go and switch the track. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure yeah. you had to be like, why y'all doing this? We were doing I fine. Mean, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't think I. I don't think I really run a track. They done it in '99, and uh, I don't so remember seeing you. Over I there. think I run maybe once or twice. I didn't like the track. I didn't like the way it was, and I—that's one reason I didn't run over there, because it's just just odd from what I used to run. But you know, back when the old track was there, you know, shoot, you could you could zip right around. It was, it was about like South Boston. You you know, it was kind of like a diamond. You run down there, you run through the corner, like you know, in and back out, just like. South Boston used to be before they upgraded and remodeled and all that stuff. It was kind of like that. But I mean, back then, I, I think I I drove a little modified over a dirt car. Rumless, I think, I drove it for them one night when they had the old uh, dirt car thing over yeah. there. I think I set a new track record over there. It was like a, a 1331 or something like that. It sounds like you could have gotten in a baby carriage to set a track record. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter what you said, and you could gravitate to it pretty quickly. But, uh, you know, I drove for Leroy, and uh, boy, that's a name. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> we come over one day, we practiced a little bit, and I think he was picking the wheels up coming off ground. I said, "Good guy, Leroy." Think <laughs> <laughs> had some horses. I, I, I said, "It's hooking up so good there. I want to gas up the front end, and lose his bite." Yeah. So uh, anyway, he puts the smallest carburetor he had on there, <laughs> just to choke it down a little. And uh, <clears throat> he made a little spring change up there on that torque arm up that thing, and come back that day for race. They didn't run radios back then, but uh, I, I brought them radios and set them in there and put them in there. And anyway, we ended up qualifying on the pole in a, in a 31, and uh, 
we started the race there, I, I never will forget. I think Larry Eisen had the papers. Oh, Begley, he ain't gonna do nothing on this on these cars. He ain't gonna oh. do nothing. <laughs> so anyway, that lit the fire. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I sat on the pole. Like I say, I think it was a thirty-one, but it was faster than what actually Ray Tucker had been driving it. That's another big name. Yeah, he uh, his name dropped. Yeah, I, I beat his time that night, and uh, anyway, it started to race that on Leroy. So, you running fast, you qualify. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I about lapped the field. And he said, oh, man, man, you got a straightaway on everybody. Just, he said, uh, anyway, I, I, I talked to Kevin or somebody a while, while back. And I said, why come Leroy didn't ever want to do that again? He said, he said, he said you just stretched his chassis. <laughs> <laughs> He's warping the chassis. Yeah, warping the chassis. <laughs> That's something. You know, uh, it was funny. I, don't, I think it was, I think it was 2011. We had the TV deal over at Ace where I'd come interview people, and I was interviewing you one time, and Robert Turner jumped in the middle of the interview and was was singing your praises. It seemed like so many people looked up to you down there. Did, did you, in your career, have anybody that you kind of looked at as like a Brad Allen used to call it like a barometer, somebody you measure yourself against? Like if you were out running them or running with them, you. You thought you was doing pretty good. Did you kind of have anybody like that over the years that you compared yeah, yourself to? Yeah, I mean, we we had some we had some good drivers that you know we had to run against back in back in our day was you know it was uh, Maurice Hill, Wayne Patterson, David Blankenship, yeah. uh, Roy Hendricks. You know, it was some good drivers actually in this class. So uh, yeah, it was it was several drivers I looked up to as far as you know, kind of trying to gauge myself. Well, if I can outrun Roy, you know, Roy was. Uh, Ray Hendrickson, son, yeah. and Ray was one of the one of the all-time greats, uh, modified sportsman or whatever. And uh, Roy, he was a uh, he was pretty good too. So you know, <clears throat> but you know Wayne, he was probably the toughest. <laughs> he had uh, he'd put a bumper to you in the heart, but he, he could. Yeah. But uh, he just had to stay stay away from his chrome horn. <laughs> oh, so he 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 kind of do like sets or did he he would move you. Uh, he yeah he would move you. Uh, I I think one night we had a brand new car in South Boston there, and we hadn't made two laps of the race, and he didn't put me to the outside wall at the start finish line. Oh, wiped geez. that thing out. Did you have a discussion with him? Oh uh, yeah, we always <laughs> had a little discussion. But, I mean, but Wayne he was a, he was a super nice guy talking to him. You know, but when he get in that race car, man, he was a different guy. I don't know. Sound kind of like Earnhardt a little bit. Yeah. Nice probably. to you on the outside. Yeah. Not your buddy in there. <laughs> when he gets that heaven on, I think he cut the blood going to his brain off. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a time or two. It seems to be a common but, thing. But, uh, yeah, off track, you know, you know, we talk right much, you know. But he, he, was, he was a hard nose. He was another Earnhardt. And Earnhardt, he get to you. If it meant to win, he was going, he was going to get you out of the way of any way possible. You know, uh, talking about Franklin County, there's, I've always heard from kind of, you know, from my from my time on, it's kind of been a certain way, but it seemed like back in the day, that was just such a premier track in Virginia, and some of the antics were kind of funky up there. Did you ever run into any? Kind of funny business with Whitey Taylor or oh, yeah. any of them up there running the uh, show. Oh yeah, Whitey, now he was a he, he was a good old con man. <laughs> 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 he uh, we won the track title that year up there, <clears throat> and uh, he said he was going to give us five thousand dollars, but he give us uh, 
two twenty five hundred dollar war bonds <laughs> for the track championship. Well, what? What the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was an interesting well, discussion. Well, yeah. Well, let me let me tell you the good start. Uh, I was at the bank one day and uh, I was going uh, for some reason or another. I, I had them out there and I was going. I was going to cash them in and get one, get another one or something. Uh, anyway, the lady said, well, you, she said, well, you know if something happened to you, this right here is going to go back to Whitey's title, don't you? Oh. <laughs> he was the beneficiary. Oh, <laughs> so if you killed over or got in a car wreck, he's going to get <laughs> yeah. some money. <laughs> I said, well, all right, I want to go and cash that out right yeah. now. <laughs> what a false bottom, Yeah, Yes, uh, but uh, Whitey, he was, he was a shark, man, I tell you. But that's, that's Frank Ken right there. You see the guys in that picture right there? Yeah. You see Daryl Walter. Uh, Donnie Allison. Uh, I don't know who else is up there. I think Rick Mast is in there somewhere. Yeah, Rick Mast, Daryl Walter. That's me right over there on the thing. Wow. But that that was back at Frankfort County. That was the heydays. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, were, were you the Southern gentleman back then? That's the nickname I always know you as. Were, were you the Southern gentleman back then, or that did that come a little later? Well, I, I don't I don't really know when all that got started, but uh, you know I. I drive everybody like they drove me. I mean, if they drive me clean, I drive them clean. But I mean, if somebody run into me, I, I'd run in the back, you know. Yeah. It, it might might be a little more subtle than what they did, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I I didn't I didn't go out there to wreck nobody. I just went out there to run what I could, you know. Yeah. If I had the car to win, I win. But didn't I, whatever I finished, I finished. I got you. But I, I mean, that's, that's the way I was. I guess that's the reason they call me that, but. Yeah, so I, I, I used pretty look. calm, huh? Yeah, the consistent look. My grandma was such a fan of you for a couple of reasons. One, you was always up front, so she always knew she had a chance to, you know, her man was going to win. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you, you had, yeah, you had the swooped over hair, and you had the mustache, and you were you, you weren't you weren't no ugly looking grease rag. You're pretty decent looking man. So <laughs> hey, you I, and Ray Young I, were her favorites. <laughs> I, I even got dark hair there. <laughs> hey, there you go. It wasn't great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. man, I. I appreciate you so much taking time. I know we, I, I did not expect it to go 50 minutes, but man, I, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me, man. Well, you're most certainly welcome. Yeah, you have a good one, and keep swooping that hair over because you, yeah. you still got more hair than I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have to comb it over every day. <laughs> hey, thank you, Barry. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Half Price Concessions podcast. Please help us out and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and be sure to give us a rate and review if you can to let us know how much you're enjoying our episodes. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. And don't forget, you can also listen to episodes of the Half Price Concessions podcast without downloading the apps. Just go to www.anchor.fm slash hpc podcast. Thank you and have a blessed one this time.